if you start making that progress, just incremental progress day after day, magic can start to happen. You can start to feel like, hey, I'm actually doing it. I'm actually doing the things that I'm setting out to do. I'm actually doing the things that I said I was gonna do. And you can start to build your business. You can start to acquire customers. This is your startup advantage, where entrepreneurship is considered a team sport. I'm your host, Tanya Dreder, a former broadcast journalist turned entrepreneurship educator. Every week, we explore the startup world, investigate entrepreneurial strategies, habits, and mindsets, and search out expert advice. Be part of it. Subscribe on your favorite podcast player at startupadvantagepodcast.com. Welcome to Startup Advantage with me, Tanya. Thank you for joining me for episode number 27 and for letting me be your guide again today. Each month I ask a question to get to know you better and this month I want to know what motivates you to keep moving forward. I'd really love to hear what you do to motivate yourself. You can let me know by sending me a voice message. I'll share the link in the show notes. Today we have a special guest on the podcast that will be able to help you stay motivated with your long to-do list. This week, we're talking about purposeful productivity with productivity expert Matthew East, also known as Matt. I invited Matt because you've shared with me that you've been struggling to remain focused and productive due to the impact of the COVID pandemic. And Matt will help. He's one of the world's leading experts on productivity and high performance. He's best known for his one-on-one coaching, where he works with many brilliant entrepreneurs and business professionals. Matt is the author of The Purposeful Planning Method, How to Plan Your Day, Beat Procrastination, and Regain Control of Your Time. And he's generously sharing a free copy of his Purposeful Planning Method with you so that you can approach your day more effectively. I'll share more details later in this episode on how you can get your free copy of the ebook and audiobook. But we'll speak to him first so that you can have a better idea of what to expect and how it will help you. At the end of this episode, I want you to feel clear on what it means to be purposefully productive. And I also want you, as a busy entrepreneur, to have a better idea of how you can spend more time on the projects, activities, and relationships that are most important and meaningful to you. Let's welcome Matt. Hi, Matt. Welcome to Startup Advantage. I'm so excited to have you here. You have epic energy. I'm lucky to know you personally as you are my productivity coach. I want to start our time together with a quote actually from your book. Because I think it's the perfect way to introduce you to the listeners, to kind of see the human behind, you know, the coach. People can sometimes feel so intimidated by the whole coach profile and the idea of it. So uh, this quote is, quote, I didn't know how to effectively plan my day to both accomplish what needed to be done at work and also find time for everything else I wanted to be doing, like starting a business and exercising daily, unquote. So Matt, this is your quote, but it sounds so much like me and like most people I know. And since you're the expert and I'm happy to have time with you today, I want to ask you, why do we struggle so much with productivity and prioritizing our time? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. That's kind of the foundation of it all, huh? But I think 
different people struggle for different reasons, right? You know, I work with a lot of people and their struggles are somewhat unique. For the most part, it's a lack of clarity. You know, I think that for the most part, people are, they're not sure, they're a little unclear or they're half bought in on their idea and what they want to execute. So I think having that clarity about one, what you want to do for the the long term, like what are your goals for the year and why do you want to achieve those? And then some people are really good at that, but then they forget to execute on actually those priorities that are going to get them to the larger goal day by day. So some people are good at those long-term goals. And then some people are really good at like making a list list of tasks and doing those each day. But I think if you can bring those together and you can make sure that your, your day-to-day priorities and tasks are aligned with your larger goals and with your broader goals, I think that uh, that is the magic. And I think that when people kind of bring those two things together, their productivity can really flourish. So when you bring your long-term thinking and planning and goal setting, and you align that with your day-to-day, you know, what am I going to actually do today to get my first client in my business? Or what am I going to actually do today to get my online presence going for my business or for myself? So I think it's about taking action. It's about having that clarity. And it's about having the guts to actually do it. You know, I mean, all the planning in the world doesn't uh, solve for not taking action. So once you have that clarity, and once you feel like that's the direction you want to go, and you can get dialed in on that day-to-day progress, and you start to build that progress, that's where the magic can happen. You know, your audience is so full of entrepreneurs. And it can be so discouraging if you don't feel like you're making that day-to-day progress. But the opposite's true. If you start making that progress, just incremental progress day after day, magic can start to happen. You can start to feel like, hey, I'm actually doing it. I'm actually doing the things that I'm setting out to do. I'm actually doing the things that I said I was going to do. And you can start to build your business. You can start to acquire customers. You can start to make some money. So... (laughs) All that stuff matters and it's um, clarity, having purpose, and then actually executing each day. So there's a big difference between saying you're going to build a business and you're going to make $5 million in revenue your first year versus actually doing it and actually taking the action to go out and acquire customers and to uh, build your business and to support your customers and to to do the dang thing. There's a big gap between that dream and that execution. And if you can find where that, where those two things meet, uh, you're well on your way. You work with a lot of people. You are an excellent coach. You know, your passion is so contagious, <laughs> which is what I love about you. But what would you say is the biggest cause or the biggest reason why people struggle to be clear? You know, you mentioned clarity a lot. Mm. Please explain that to me a bit more. Mm, That's a great question, actually. Why they struggle to be clear. I would say anytime they're probably not following and trusting their gut, they're not implementing or taking an idea because they heard it on a podcast or because their best friend said they should do it or because their parents said they should do it or a teacher or professor said they should do it, but they're actually trusting themselves and they know what they want. It's so much easier to take action and to move towards a goal that you know in your heart and you know in your soul is the right goal for you and you have that clarity 
where confusion pops in is when it's like your coach is telling you this, your parents are telling you this, your teachers are telling you this, and you're not quite sure where to go. At that point, I'd say take some time and really decide what you want to do. Where, where do you want to go? There's no magic sauce to clarity. I think it's doing the work. <laughs> it's you know thinking through it. It's reading some books. Mm. From a day-to-day perspective, I have a list of questions that I suggest my clients use to build their priorities, and that gives them clarity. But from a bigger picture, from a larger like, what do I want to achieve? I'm thinking through right now a lot about next year. What am I going to do with my 12 months in 2021? What do I want to do? You know, There's no place for me to get that answer except from within, from my head, from my soul. I can consult people and pick their brain on it, but it has to kind of come from within me. And, and I have to be bought in and trust that what I decide to work on is going to be beneficial and impactful and, and stuff I want to spend my time on. I work with my clients on their top three each day. What are your top three priorities? How are we going to actually get there and move the ball forward? But clarity, it's some daydreaming combined with some sitting with your thoughts, <laughs> combined with some daily meditation, combined with reading some good books and getting the feedback from your loved ones if you want that and working with somebody. Matt, I want to go a little bit into more of your story and what makes you tick. In your first book, it's called The Purposeful Planning Method. You actually dedicate it to people, and I want to read this because it's amazing. You say, I dedicate it to anyone who believes in their dreams and has the guts to take action towards achieving them, unquote. Please tell me about that moment when you realized that you really want to be a productivity coach, that you really connected with this idea of serving people and helping them achieve their goals. This is kind of an interesting story. I didn't start out as a productivity coach when I made a transition from I worked in a startup, I worked for a software company. I transitioned out of that role. I had worked there for seven or eight years. And when I came out of that role, I didn't go right into productivity coaching. I went right into coaching. I knew I wanted to help people and I knew I wanted to help individuals. I made kind of the mistake. I started to coach pretty successful high-end entrepreneurs. So these guys that had, you know, maybe a $25 million to $100 million business that they were the CEO of, and they wanted to hire a kind of a hiring coach to help them. It was mostly with their like sales and marketing and go-to-market sales process, how to like run more effective discovery calls. That was all my background. So I kind of went into coaching that way. I quickly realized, I'm like, I'm not really helping the world, which was my game plan. I was like, I'm going to go help everybody. And, you know, I wanted to help people at scale. That's why it's what I wanted to do. And I was like, this was a terrible business model because basically I was working a lot for four, five, six people, essentially business owners. And I was basically just an employee of theirs. You know, they paid me like a contractor, but I was just helping five or six people essentially just their, grow their companies and then get a little richer. And I was quickly like, oh man, this isn't what I wanted. I wanted to help like anyone in the world that wanted help. And I quickly realized coaching is expensive. Like it's expensive. If you want a good coach, like it's expensive, but people still want to invest in themselves. 
so there's this weird thing with coaching where you almost already have to be successful to get a great coach. And that's not how it should be. You shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to pay somebody a grand or two grand or three grand or four grand or five grand. I mean, there's coaches who it's, you know, it's like 50 grand a month to work with them. So I just quickly changed and I was like, I want to serve anybody that wants help. I got to figure out a way to meet them in the marketplace. And that's when I went into digital coaching and I kind of did a 180 and I was like, I got to figure out a way to scale my coaching. I'm going to do it through an app. I'm going to try to make it more of a process where, you know, I want them to share their top three with me. They're accountable for sharing that with me. And then from that point on, I'll interact with every client every day, but I'm not going to be building like business plans for them. You know, I'm basically going to be an accountability partner and support them and let them drive the activity, let them do what they say they're going to do and not rely on me for that, but me act as an accountability partner and act as this one support mechanism for them and support them however I can, but not invest 20 hours a month into them, but deliver at a price point that still gives them an impact and that almost anyone in the world could afford. Yeah. So that's when I did the 180. I offer coaching right now for $30 a month. It's digital coaching. I'm in the United States. I have clients in Asia and Europe and America. And it's awesome. It works so much better because I feel like I'm helping way more people. I love it. And I moved to productivity coaching because I wanted to see people get stuff done. I wanted to interact with people every single day. And that's the way digital coaching works. That's why I did it. That's kind of what inspired me to become a productivity coach was just, I wanted to help people. I wanted to help people at scale. And productivity, you know, from a logical perspective, productivity gets Googled just enough for me to buy a little traffic and have people sign up. And for me, it's just kind of a baby step into coaching. I offer kind of a larger package that people can talk with me once a week or once every other week. So there are ways to get up there. And those packages are actually pretty expensive. But the $30 a month, it gives everybody a chance to get coaching that basically wants it. Yeah, something that I've um, heard you say before, Matt, which I love about you, is um, with the digital coaching, so through the app, you actually have told clients that you should stop working together. Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Why does that happen? How do you kind of know when, when somebody's not being productive or if it's not for them? Yeah, one, if they're no longer, say, interacting much with me. So let's say they do their top three for a long time and then they, they stop doing that. That's a sign like, hey, maybe the timing's off and you have either graduated and like this is no longer effective for you because you're not sending me your top three because you're putting them in your calendar and just going at it and you're not looking for much encouragement on, on from me. And then other times it's just people are kicking butt and I'm like, hey, maybe <laughs> you should try it on your own and come back. I use a digital coach. I bounce in and out of using him all the time. So I'll use him for say three months or six months and then turn it off. It's a writing coach. So I need that accountability as a writing coach. Oh, nice. And um, basically just like I have my clients like you send me their top three, I basically send him if I wrote or not. 
and we have it set up like, hey, if I wrote at least an hour, I get to tell you, hey, I wrote. And then he sends me back, hey, good job, Matt, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's just some accountability. <laughs> and uh, it works. It works great. The interesting thing about the digital coaching is you're just going to get out of it what you put in. Everything in life is that way. It's not mm. enough where I'm calling you and waking you up and giving you a motivational speech after you wake up and like, you know, patting you on the <laughs> back and meeting in person and flying to your house to get your stuff together. It's not that. It's just <laughs> we're connected. I definitely had clients' backs, you know, like it was very easy for you to get this interview because you're just like, hey, Matt, could I interview you? And it's like, of course, no problem. <laughs> like, I, I would love that. Not only would I like it, I'd love it. So <laughs> the clients mm -hmm. that have really transformed their life with this coaching, they've all bought in and they do the top three and they take, you know, two to 10 minutes every day to communicate with me. And, you know, and then, you know, one out of 10 people sign up and they're just like, whoa, that wasn't for me. And they're done after a month or whatever. And that's no big deal. It's fine. It's absolutely no big deal. Yeah. So Matt, you did mention the top three. And for those who are not familiar with your method yet, could you just give us a brief overview or explain to us what it means? Yeah. So for the top three, it's just your top three priorities for the day. It's just, hey, what do you want to focus on? So what activities and projects and relationships are you going to give your attention to that day? And I just ask for a top three. Some people send me eight things. Some people send me two things. But I ask for, hey, can you send me your top three? What are the top three areas you want to focus your time and attention that day? I mean, what are you going to give your energy to? And it's just one way of getting a little bit of clarity before the day begins. It's just approaching the day with a little bit of a plan. And that's where the coaching starts. From there, we can do a lot with the coaching after someone has proven like, hey, these are my top three. I'm very good at this. Now, what do you want to do? And we always work on the morning routine and their evening routine. So that's where we go to after the top three. I don't know where I saw this. I just saw this this week that something like less than 2% of people head into the day with a written plan for their day. Wow. I, there's just no denying. In my opinion, the person entering their day with a plan has a better opportunity to execute and to perform at their highest level possible. There's just... It's like not debatable in my head. I'm like, those are the people that have to be achieving the most with their day and with their energy and with their effort. So that's where we start is our top three priorities. There's accountability built in there because you're somewhat committing to those three things when you send them to me. Mm -hmm. I usually send back some encouragement like looks great. If I'm seeing that somebody has had the same item on their day after day after day, it certainly begs a follow-up for me like, hey, it looks like you're dragging your feet on getting your car registered. Like, you know, <laughs> let's do it. Like, let's actually do that thing, you know, or whatever it could be. It could be anything. But it, it's a great way to have some feedback built into and have some accountability built into your day. Like I said, I use it for a, a writing coach in the same manner. And it works wonderfully. I mean, I would not have written my books without that built-in accountability. And it's been amazing. I think it's, I think it's amazing. 
I love it when people practice what they preach. So a coach who has a coach, it's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I think every coach should. Yeah. I think if you're selling it, you should have a coach. No doubt about it. hundred percent. hundred percent. Absolutely second that. Matt, so I know you work with a lot of entrepreneurs and startups. What would you say to an entrepreneur who's just starting out about the role of their mindset when it comes to goal achievement? And I'm asking you because I know you did a ton of research to create this method. And I know you have insights from real examples, real experiences. So what would you say for that mindset? What do you see most often? It could be what they struggle with, or it could be on the other end, what very successful entrepreneurs do. Okay. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. I'd say a couple things. First would be a hundred percent. This is the best advice I have for entrepreneurs. Okay. And it's a mistake that some entrepreneurs make. So let's say an entrepreneur is trying to start a business. Okay. You're trying to get stuff going. A lot of times, and I see this a lot, they want to wait until they feel motivated to take an action. So like, let's say they want to do their business plan, but they want to wait until like the light is shining from above and like their brain is like on fire. And that's when they're going to do their like sit down and start to like whiteboard or use an empty piece of paper or some flow chart online. And they're going to make their like sit down, like build out their like revenue model or something like that. Okay. And they want to wait until like, the time is perfect and they feel motivated and they've, they're in the perfect coffee store with the perfect <laughs> like, you know, latte. I and mean, it's just like the perfect setting. And they want to wait until they feel motivated to go do that. I would say the biggest mistake I see is people waiting for that motivation instead of realizing that 99% of the time, you want to create that motivation by beginning to take action. So I would say to one of my clients, you go, if you envision this being at a coffee shop or whatever, and you know, in a non-COVID situation or or if you're feeling safe, you know, go to the coffee shop, order that perfect drink and get started and the motivation will follow then. Get started on the task and the motivation will follow. I see way too many people wait for motivation before they start and they just never get started. You know, they say, well, you know, build my Google ad when I, you know, totally understand Google ads and I'm totally motivated to do that. And the real answer is like, you're going to wait forever. I mean, I'm sure you see it in your consulting and you're uh, advising where people say they're going to do something. And then the next week they're like, Oh, I still haven't done that. And it's if you ask them why they'd be like, ah, I'm just not motivated yet to, I haven't been motivated to do that yet. And the true answer is you're probably never going to feel that you're never going to feel the motivation that you're expecting until you get started until you actually, you know, get started and take action. I, Personally, from an example standpoint, I literally feel this way almost every day when I go for a run or I go to the <laughs> gym. Like once I've started the run, I feel motivated to run. Like after I've ran for 15 minutes, up until then, I don't want to run. I don't want to go, you know, leave the house <laughs> and the warmth and the whatever and go run. 
So I don't feel motivated and enjoy the run until I've ran for 15 minutes, you know? And then I think, holy smokes, I'm having like, this is the highlight of my day. Why did I not want to run? A lot of people, I think, feel that way with exercise. You know, they like drag their feet and then they're like, oh my God, this is great. But the same thing is with like, you know, podcasting, you know, if you, I know I do interviews like you're doing an interview now. And sometimes I will feel like, oh man, I'll like kind of, as I'm looking at my schedule, be like, oh man, I've got to interview that person today. And you kind of feel like, do I have the energy for that or whatever? And then once you start the interview, it's just a blast. Like you're like (laughs) having a total fun, but it's like to get to that point, you had to actually start the interview before you like embrace the moment and really enjoyed it. And that's the same thing with, you know, for entrepreneurs out there, you're going to feel motivated to do those tasks, those hard tasks after you've started and you've sat down and you're in flow and you're not being distracted and you're focused on that thing you want to do. Even if you've been dragging your feet on it, get started and you're going to feel, even if you're not feeling like elated and motivated, you're going to feel like I can finish this task now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And what really works well for me is the whole accountability aspect to help keep you motivated. So having somebody like you, for example, as a productivity coach who checks in with you Mm -hmm. or for somebody that maybe can't afford that yet, just having somebody else, a co-founder or a partner, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as a check-in point to help keep you accountable, that there's that expectation that the work needs to get done. Mm-hmm. That helps so much. And what's amazing, Matt, that I've seen is that if you do that, yeah. then over time, you get motivated by the results that you're seeing. And then that keeps you going. So it's like the circle effect. It's the, a process. Yes, yes, yes. 100%. Yeah. It's a circle. Yeah. Yeah. I know I study a lot and I've listened to a lot of the Y Combinator uh, it's an incubator, essentially, kind of, I don't know, investment incubator out of California. And they really encourage two uh, founders, one being like tech focused and one being more go to market focused. And I think a lot of the reason they do that is just what you said, is there's built in accountability from day one, because one guy's saying, hey, I'm going to go build this. And the guy that's going to sell it is like, okay, cool, go build that. And I'm going to go talk to these first users or whatever customers or prospects. And, you know, the uh, technical co-founder can say, hey, did you do that? So just like you're saying, you get this little cycle of uh, accountability, which is, you know, obviously super powerful. I mean, 100%. So, so yeah, that's my advice is you ever feel like motivation is lacking, get started, get clarity. Get build a little plan and actually get started and take action. I talk so much about trust. Can you trust yourself that that motivation is going to follow? I've had some clients that have gotten to the point with their writing. I work with a lot of writers or, you know, even entrepreneurs or whatever. If they can trust themselves that, hey, once they start writing, the motivation will follow. It really is like a superpower for them. It's like, it's unbelievable because you got to think they're dealing way less with the resistance that most people are dealing with. They're just basically 
removing that resistance. They feel it and they recognize it and then they trust themselves. Hey, it's nine o'clock. This is when I start working on my business. I'm not waiting for the perfect moment. It's 9 a.m. I'm going to get started and the motivation will follow. Or it's 9 a.m. I'm going to sit down and write my book and the motivation will follow. It's 9 a.m. This is when I work out. I'll feel motivated after I get started. Whatever it is, if you can kind of trust yourself that I'm going to get started, I'm going to take action, and then motivation is going to come back, is going to come in at some point, and you're going to feel motivated and feel more inspired, and the work's going to be easier, and you're going to get into the state of flow that you want to be in. That can be absolutely transformative for someone who is dealing with some of that uh, resistance, which we all feel, and it's completely normal. But if you can defeat that by trusting yourself that, hey, if I get started, it's going to go well, and um, I'm going to get in the flow, and stuff will kind of take care of itself. Oh, I love that. Uh, thank you for affirming that, Matt. I think a lot of time people feel like they're the only ones struggling with it, yeah. right? It's common. We all feel it at times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Everybody feels it. I mean, point is that if you have the guts to get started and you have the guts to, uh, to stick with it long enough, you'll, you'll fall into a state where you're making progress, you know? We are talking about motivation and it is COVID-19 at the moment. So it is very uncertain mm -hmm. times. And mm -hmm. I have seen you've given some great advice on how entrepreneurs and people in general in any profession mm -hmm. can mm -hmm. kind of adapt or deal with these challenging times to remain productive. I'd love if you'd share some of that advice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I would say, you know, the number one thing I say is, you know, in these times, if you can at all influence your mindset by controlling what you do first thing in the morning, just to like get your day started off in the right way, I think that that is absolutely huge. Like instead of grabbing your phone and Googling COVID numbers, like actually taking in a positive book or heading out to your living room and doing some stretching or some yoga or pulling, you know, a YouTube video up and doing some type of exercise or yoga or breathing routine, just something where you're controlling how you are approaching the first minutes of your day. I mean, I think that that is huge as opposed to, you know, being reactive and reacting to the news and kind of what is coming in into your day. I just think that that allows you to set the emotional tone for your day. And, and I think it can really go a long way. Thank you, Matt. I'll share the link to the full article in the show notes. Yes. And for everybody. And then I have one last question for you before we wrap up. So Matt, you know, here on Startup Advantage, we believe that entrepreneurship is a team sport. Oh, yeah. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Do you agree or disagree? And please explain why. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. I mean, um, I 100% agree. Well, obviously it is internally with your team, if you're working with any team members. And I'd say if it's not, if you're a solopreneur, which I am, you know, I'm a solopreneur, but it's a team sport in a million ways where I'm collaborating with other people, other podcast hosts, other coaches. I mean, I send a lot of people business because there are people who want a different type of coaching experience than what I'm going to be able to give. So I refer... Um, I refer clients all the time to like my writing coach. I'm like, you should just hire this guy. He's going to want to read your stuff and, and help you out in ways that I probably wouldn't be able to. 
or even edit stuff. So like I refer people all the time to uh, different coaches. I worked with a coach, basically a productivity coach, Rob Falerto, um, as my first coach. And, you know, I still send him business all the time and vice versa. So it's, um, a hundred percent, you know, I think it's any way that you can have a collaborative spirit and around your entrepreneurial journey is a good idea. It's a positive idea. You, I would say you don't have to do this alone, even, you know, being in groups where you are collaborating with other like-minded entrepreneurs could go so far. Just curious, why do you feel so strongly about it being a team sport or team activity? Yeah, that's a great question, Matt. So for me, it's just that I've seen from my own experience. And just if you even look at the stories of successful entrepreneurs, um, there's always, always a link back to other people, whether it was other entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. whether it 100%. was a team, whether it was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, family members mm-hmm. or connections that supported them or gave them a reference yes. or, you know, we're all connected. Yes. And when we play it that way, when we approach life that way, it's just we are able to achieve so much more and so much quicker. And we're just not only taking care of ourselves, but of everybody around us because it becomes this thing of give and take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I love that you share your perspective on that. Uh, thank you for letting me put you on the spot. I think it's so important that we highlight this and we talk about it. Yeah. Because I think a lot of young and new entrepreneurs miss this uh, and they feel that it's all about competing. Uh, and, you know, I have to be better. So I can't share resources or refer or support. I see that you're saying, yeah. Or other times it's also that entrepreneurs feel that they have to figure it out on their own. Yeah. Whatever their different reasons are. Uh, so I just want to broaden the, the, mindset uh, for people that they need to be open to that and see that there are opportunities Mm -hmm. where we can serve each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of my um, (laughs) analytical Mm -hmm. idea. (laughs) I love that. I think you're spot on. I love that take. You know, entrepreneurship should be a lot of fun. I mean, if you're building a business and you're serving people and hopefully you've chosen to uh, work on something that you're passionate about and that, you know, helps other people. I think that entrepreneurship is, can be, you know, amazingly fun and enjoyable and, and can also be a grind, but it can be one that is, um, done with a lot of joy and a lot of fun and a lot of, I don't know, positive energy. And like you said, I think it's one of the ways to kind of get beyond just that grind mindset is to, in some way incorporate your experience with other people, whether it's, you know, with co-founders or employees or with a community of other entrepreneurs. So yeah, I a hundred percent agree with your take. Yeah. Life is more than work, right? It's about why we work. I will be sharing the links to the resources we spoke about in the show notes, but please share how people can connect with you. Yeah. The best way is just through my website. That's Matt, M-A-T-T. And then there's a dash and then E-A-S-T. Dot com Or you, if you Google productivity coaching and you're in the United States, I should pull up. I don't know how well I pull up in other countries, but um, yeah, you can just Google Matt East or just productivity coaching. I should pull right up. So go to my website if you're interested. My book is completely free and you can get the links here. So thank you so much. <laughs> I had so much fun chatting. You're a great interviewer Aww. and you're amazing. So 
keep up the good work. I'm very proud of you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Matt, for making time to come and support the Startup Advantage community. I'm so glad we had some time with Matt today. So how do you feel about the conversation we just had with him? Do you feel more clear on how you can make your productivity purposeful? I hope your answer is a strong yes. And I also hope you are more clear on how you, as a very busy entrepreneur, can spend more time on those projects, activities, and relationships that are most meaningful to you. Now, if there's one thing I want you to take away from this episode, it is that purposeful productivity is essentially about mastering the skill set of being productive and maximizing the meaning behind all of your efforts. So really having that understanding about what your priorities are and why they matter to you, whether it's in work or in your personal life, as I believe this will allow you to really tap into ongoing productivity. I promise to tell you how you can get a free copy of Matt's Purposeful Planning Method. The link to download your own copy is within the show notes. So just look through the show notes of this episode and you'll find instructions there on where to get your copy. If this episode helped you, please share it with a friend who you know is also looking to improve their productivity, especially if they're a fellow entrepreneur. Now, we spoke a lot today about getting clear and the value of it. And I want to try and support you with this further. So next week, we'll look at goal setting. I hope you'll join me. If no one told you yet this week, let me be the one to do so. You've got this. You can do it. You can get clear on your goals. You can set daily priorities. You can become more productive. And you can spend more time on the projects, activities, and relationships that are most meaningful to you. Just take one step and one day at a time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Startup Advantage podcast with me, Tanya. Have a great, productive week. This is your Startup Advantage, where entrepreneurship is considered a team sport. So please share it with a friend who will benefit from it by sending them a link to startupadvantagepodcast.com. Stay safe and have an amazing week.